Hello, welcome to another episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, James Santana. As always, I'm joined by my illustrious psychic and my, my self-proclaimed elf, Hunter Van Lirup. Self-proclaimed elf? I don't know. I didn't want... It's not self-proclaimed because I didn't, want... <laughs> didn't self-proclaim it. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't want to call you an elf. That's rude if I did. I'm taller than you. It's not rude. <laughs> That's fair. It'd be rude if you called <laughs> Sabrina an elf. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, we are brought to you by Andrew's Amazing Pot, uh, Andrew's Amazing Comics. Sorry, down saving New York. Now, so, so off with some news, guys. This is a month of holiday stuff, so we will be covering some cool holiday stuff uh, up until the end of the month. Um, so, but again, it's December, so news will be a little bit light. Um, and we kicked it off last week with our Guardians of the Galaxy just a special breakdown. So if you guys watch this special, go back and watch the episode as me, John, me and Hunter are joined by John from MCU uh, Beyond Affinity Podcast and break that down. Um, and to keep up with the holiday spirit, we'll be talking about some more fun Santa stuff and comic stuff later on. But we have news, so let's jump into it first. We have Blue Beetle uh, poster was dropped uh, showing the date, which is summer of 2023. Or 2024. And it's got that nice looking scarab. Like it looks dope. I like the poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I li- um. Oh, it's 2023. I mean, um. Yeah, I like its visual style. I hope that it actually like shows off um more of what's gonna be coming in the movie. Because like yeah. what we've seen of the promotional imagery they keep using for this and the costume, it's gonna look very bright and very fun. Like that's the whole thing. So I looked at the poster and like, does it doesn't it give you like Guardians vibes? Looking at the poster, it. I mean, you know, I mean, I, yeah, besides that, <laughs> I know <laughs> they're all trying to appease him now. So they're like, let's make Guardians posters. No, and I think this just really comes from the first of all the shading on the logos, yeah, and just the overall aesthetic that James Gunn and people who work like James Gunn try to put out, like this fun, welcoming energy, as opposed to like. A dark logo or something like it's bright and fun kind of luring your eye and luring you into watching it and i think that's why james gunn's movies always get like at least the marvel ones besides being the guardians films like all their logos and all their like soundtracks and stuff are poppy and fun right so it kind of brings the audience in and feels comfortable yeah and i get that like I, that's i get it like it looks cool i like the scare part looks i it looks it, it's kind of what i envision the scare to look like in real life you know, yeah, dude, I'm hearing a lot of really, really good things about this movie. James Gunn was talking um, in an interview, and he was praising George Lopez's uh, role in this movie. George Lopez and, is in this like, movie, dude. George, I think George Lopez is his dad. Is he? I think so. He's he's in this. Movie. I don't know exactly who he's playing, but James Gunn was like praising George Lopez's uh, role in this, saying it's going to be something big, like you know, and all the behind the scenes stuff. All the audience reactions are super duper hype. Okay. Um, all the behind the scenes stuff is awesome. Like this movie could be like the best DC movie. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Like it's it's wa- and it's something that they were gonna throw directly onto HBO Max before releasing in theaters. That's so dumb. They, like they're doing a they're doing a theatrical release with this one. Good. Right it's good. This is exactly what the, the it's exactly how they should have done. Like uh, Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a lot of people are hoping that um oh, he's playing Uncle Rudy. Oh, which is like kind of like a caretaker type of thing. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It, looked, it looks so good. I'm looking at the poster now. I'm on the IRDB. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, I think it still might come out 
Uh, it's similar to what Glass Onion is doing, where it's going to be like limited theatrical and then drop on HBO. But Batgirl, um, a lot of people are hoping that um, what's his face, God. Brendan Fraser, his Oscar stuff mm-hmm. will uh, draw a pipe for Blue Beetle, and then it'll make James Gunn go, "Okay, let's let's make this work." I mean, and then Warner will have to approve it. For yeah, of course. But I think what they're going to because do- it's a tax write-off or whatever they did to it, they can't use all. They can't use everything, but they can still use elements and pieces of it. Yeah, of course, and that's what I think they're going to do. Like, bring Batgirl into, um, like, the end credits for Blue Beetle or something like that. Like, introduce Batgirl. She might not get her movie, but you can introduce Batgirl. Oh, 100%. You know, Brendan Fraser, uh, Firefly could show up in a Suicide Squad movie. He could show up in um, the Batfleck movie if we ever get that. Or any movie that needs a villain. Or eventually another Batgirl. I know, right? I think the best thing they could do would introduce, like, a Teen Titans-style like line up and then give them solo movies to where Batgirl can have a different solo movie, but it could be Batgirl and Nightwing or something like that. Combine the two movies so you can save the money. I mean, you can do that too. Hold on. I'm adding something to the news. I I forgot to add. (laughs) Their stories intertwine so directly. It does so many times. So like, why not introduce Nightwing and Batgirl at the same time? You could have. Cause you can have like Batgirl be the, the main character and then Nightwing shows up as like the seasoned veteran who's like been around the block a few times because obviously Batman is an older Batman. He's already lost one Robin. So Dick Grayson has already passed the mantle up and survived longer than this one. So this is like a jaded, not, you know, depressing, but like a more jaded like Nightwing. Right. And you can do that. You can. Because then you don't need Michael Keaton. Right. And that, uh, well, <laughs> that was a bad move to begin you with. You don't need the Keaton inclusion. No, and again, we've said that it was a bad choice anyway. I guess, like, again, it goes back to the nostalgia thing. You're, like, you're trying to hit nostalgia points on people. Like, that only works so far, you know, in the system. So, but, like, we'll see, it's, especially when it comes to to this movie and kind of what they have up their sleeve. We'll kind of see what they want to plan and what they have planned out going forward and how the DC, like, how this ties into the bigger DC universe now that James Gunn is in charge because this was already in the works before he was over there. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, same thing with Black Adam, you know, we, they released it, but this was before James Gunn was there, you know, how much. Yeah, but you can all, I mean, this might just be me grasping at straws here, but you can see that James Gunn actually kind of had like a little bit of a hand in Black Adam, mostly being like the inclusion of the Suicide Squad in a scene that doesn't fit in the movie. And that's the whole point. Like, you can do that, and it's it's not... Like, he introduced Viola Davis again, his wife showed up, Superman was brought back, and that was something James Gunn was saying that he wanted to do and The Rock was fighting for. Yeah, no, so, you like, can see his influence. James Gunn has already been in this, so I hope that he does have a little hand in this. At least for world-building aspects. Don't change the story. Added post-credit scene, like you were saying. That's, world-build. That's what I think it is. I think a lot of it is that all the, the reshoots and the post-stuff, like the post-production uh, stuff... Is uh, James Gunn is going to be looking over now that he's there yeah. and how it fits into his world and his Bible. So we'll see. Because the original stuff was being made for the current Bible. Yeah, exactly. And now the Bible is being remade. Well, yeah. Basically from the ground up, whatever. Because whatever, um, whatever he doesn't want to use, he's just not going to use. Yeah, 100%. So if he never wants to touch Martian Manhunter in the same way that Snyder did, he doesn't have to. He can easily bring up like Detective Jean Jones. Instead yeah. of military guy, Martian Manhunter. That's true. So they can easily switch it up a little bit. It could be a different Martian. They could just not mention it. 
Like, cause especially because Zack Snyder's Justice League is only loosely canon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, because, like, what does James Gunn consider to be canon? Because, like, the first Suicide Squad movie is barely touched upon. Like, the only, like, real interaction besides returning characters was um, Boomerang and Harley Quinn having, like, two moments to talk. So, like, you can easily erase some things you don't want without affecting the overall plot. Like, because originally they were trying to erase Ben Affleck. Right. And just be like, Michael Keaton is the Batman. So James Gunn could easily be like, well, I'm going to wipe away the shit that doesn't make sense. <laughs> or that doesn't true. what we're doing. It's true. So, yeah. Cause especially because, like I said, he's trying to fit that narrative that he's currently writing. Which I get. You know what I mean? Him and, um, I want to say Sarah Finowitz, but that's not it. Efforts, I think. Oh, the, uh, the guy who's uh, in charge with him? Oh, yeah, Peter Stefan. Yes, right? Stefan. Yes, Stefan. Yes, Stefan. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, he's a conjuring guy. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited to see where it goes. You know, I'm excited yeah. about this movie. You know, and I, I guess we can stay on the the, the James Gunn run um, real quick, uh, yeah. and we'll jump into Guardians of the Galaxy uh, three trailer. Um, I cried, you cried. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not crying. You're I'm not crying. crying. You're crying. Yeah, dude, that that's all that trailer was. Um, dude, I was watching it and I was like, no. And then everybody has like that crying face, and I'm like, no, who's gonna die? It's Rocket. It's Rocket. Who's gonna die? <laughs> like, it's Rocket. <laughs> like, that's what we talk about. It. It's Rocket. We talk about the shop, and he's like, and it's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yeah, it. Yeah, for like, I mean, there's a scene that looks like Rocket isn't dying, but that's also a younger Rocket, and I think that is Layla dying. Yeah. Well, no, the, the young Rocket is when he pulls him out of the thing. I think that was more for the. Um... Oh, that's like baby, baby. Yeah, I'm talking about like when they hug each other. I'm like, she's dying, and he's gonna be sad, escaping by himself. And then when Peter and Mantis are screaming, it's gonna be um, Drax or Rocket. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. I'm thinking Rocket because, like, he's e- he's an easier person to kill, especially because Drax's lore could still be he comes back to life. Yes, we don't like Drax hasn't died officially in the MCU. Right. I don't think. I think he died off screen in his backstory, but I don't think he died like for real, for real. And it doesn't matter because we like the snap doesn't count. I mean, he was snapped, but yeah, exactly. Snap doesn't count. Exactly. So, so like if they kill off Drax the Destroyer, it would be good narratively, at least for a little bit, because you know he is like one of the emotional backbones. Because he's every everybody likes him. Yeah, true. So like it'd be good to kill off a character everybody likes. Plus, it gives Dave Batista time to breathe, and then he can come back. But he likes doing it. Well, you even but, said he, but you even said like he's like it's it's getting too much for him to be like Drax fit. Yeah, and then um, with Drax's involvement in certain things, like he can easily die in this movie and then come back in um, Secret Wars and be like, I survived because I come back to life when I die, and just do like comic book stuff. Oh yeah. Like now, I can't be killed by a dagger in the face or however he dies in this one. I can't be blown up now. Exactly. Just because that's a comic book thing, but I don't oh, think yeah. they're going to do that. James Gunn kills characters for reasons. I'm but a... I think Rocket, because Rocket's like slowly becoming like a character throughout these three films, so killing him in the third one is great. Well, and that's the whole thing. I think it has more to do with the like there is a bigger world out there, and they they are trying to do something, you know, emotional. Every well, his whole arc in the second movie was, you know, I am like the rough, tough guy that everybody hates, and I want to be that but i secretly don't and that was yandu like i wanted that too and then i was like fuck that my boy and then you know he sacrifices himself for peter so i think rocket's gonna sacrifice himself for his friends the same way group did in the first movie exactly full circle baby that's what they'll do 
I mean, if they were smart, they would kill Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that, man. That man, they need that man to make money. <laughs> they, they do, but <laughs> he makes money even if he's controversial sometimes. I know, but that's Not as bad as Kanye, but still. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yo, 2024, man, it's going to be a wild year for him running. <laughs> Dude. I, I, if he gets any votes, those people deserve to be wiped off the face of the planet. <laughs> it's not a political like, podcast, like, just, but you're 100% like Thanos, right. Like Thanos was right. Yeah, like <laughs> that should not be like. If Thanos becomes, if Thanos becomes president, if Kanye <laughs> like even comes close, Thanos was right. Yeah, like 100%. <laughs> Ultron was right. Yeah, we, like, we suck. Like We don't deserve anything. We don't deserve anything. We are bad people uh, that don't deserve anything good. Uh, speaking of bad people that don't deserve anything good. I'm not talking about Amazon. <laughs> I know, right? Kate, Kate Dickey, main villain in Loki season two. You said, what happened to Kang? Yeah. Kang? <laughs> now, to my understanding, Kang was never the main villain. Right. He was always going to be, like, obviously heavily introduced at the end and then with the rewriting of time. But I think that um, the TVA is going to deal with his own problems, especially with Renslayer leaving and with this new... Uh, Dickie character. Uh, no, so, that yeah. Well, Kate Dickie's her real name. I they haven't revealed oh, the. Uh, they haven't revealed the the actual character she's playing. I think she's Enchantress. That's weird. Um, because you have yeah, Sophie. Then we can have like an official. Yeah, but she's not the official Enchantress yet. They can explain it to where like. In one reality, she's like the daughter. So then you can be like, "Look, she's a young Avenger." Yeah, exactly. Oh, I yeah, I know. Like, I mean, because like we don't have a proper Amora unless like Sylvie reveals that she, her real name is this and she was actually framed or whatever. Because we don't still know her full backstory. No, we know she's an alternate yeah, Loki. We, but what well, we we were told she's an alternate Loki. We don't know that, right? I mean, it it, it thinks it plays better that she's an alternate Loki. That the only person Loki can love is himself. Um, that does play really well, but I also like to think that Loki would like an enchantress because that's like her whole stick. Well, she'll literally fuck anything. That's the whole point. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but as gross as that sounds, yeah. But yeah, so I don't like my only guess is an Aurora, like not Aurora, sorry, Amora, like full on like original, but I don't know. Well, the whole because I don't know a lot of Kang or Loki villains that aren't gods that have been killed off already, in right? Like, so that's the whole that's the whole thing with this whole reveal that this new uh this new actress is gonna be the lead villain and it's like you set us up for Kang, but so are we just not gonna address the Kang stuff in the show? Oh dude, she's a horror movie actor. Yeah, I did see that. Oh they, man, that's on CBR. I wonder who she's gonna play. She was the um chick from the 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 veil in Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Um because she's she's an older actress. She's not. I mean, I guess yeah. She's, she's an old actress. It, it, it's not a bad thing. She's just an older actress. So I'm trying to think of a character within the Marvel universe. She could play a female version of Kang, or like an older version of. Um, well, she can't play Kang Red because Slayer, but no, Red Slayer's black. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're not going to do that. And Kang, they're not going to play an alternate version of Kang. Okay. They can't. They're not going to do that. Kang, the female Kang thing. Yeah. That, no, the female Kang is uh, Kamala. Is that the only female Kang? Yes. But that's Kamala Kang. That's like a mixture of that one doesn't count. Yeah, no, that's the only female. That's from Infinity War. Yeah, that's the only female Kang that we've ever run into, and they're not going to. I mean, if we had, I mean, I don't know. Not gonna... If we have uh, fucking Kangaroo. I know, but I don't think they're going to introduce actual like a female Kang, and especially because Susan Storm. Right, well, Ultimate. That's from Ultimate. Um, 
The Ultimate Universe? Yeah. Or Earth 13074. I think it's just a Kang from like... No, the Sue, the Sue um, one is from Ultimate, but she's from an alternate future in the Ultimate Universe. Ah, okay. She's the one who creates the Infinity Gauntlet in that universe. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and she she creates the Dark Avengers in that universe. It's actually really fucking cool. Yeah, there's, there's Kamala Kang, female yeah. Kang, and Earth's Mightiest Heroes, but I think it's just Renslayer in her Kang outfit. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know if there is a female, an actual female. And I don't think they're going to use Kang. Uh, they're not going to use a female Kang because that's the whole point of like the 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 one of uh, not one above all. He who remains. he remains was trying to hold back Kang, and then Kang won at the end because Sylvie kills him. Kang wouldn't allow a doppelganger to run around. He'd... Back in 2021, one of Marvel Cinematic's many Kang the Conqueror variants will reportedly be a female version. That's so stupid. So this could be what they're doing. But that's dumb. It makes no sense. Yeah, this is re- this is rumor reported back in 2021 when they were doing the planning of Kang's character. Yeah, that's stupid. I mean, if Loki can be a girl, presumably. It's not about, it's not. Or if Loki can be black or an alligator, why can't. It, that's not, I know, right? Um, but why can't Kang be a woman? Because it doesn't make sense. Because literally, this, because the story, because in this story, she can't be the villain of Loki season two. Because Kang is in charge of TVA. That means he won Unless when Sylvie. No, because he doesn't run the Council of Kangs. That's the whole point. He hates those fuckers. Well, that's why he fucking like eh, whatever. Get out of here. That's why I don't think is she's gonna be. I don't think she's gonna. I think we're everyone's gonna think. And also, we have Quantum Manium coming up, and we have Kang Dynasty coming up. So I don't think having this. Well, Kang Dynasty is gonna have all the Kangs in it. Quantum Mania is just gonna have one, maybe a second one in the end credit. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, why we do? Or like an origin where it shows a bunch. But of that's that we're over that. Up. But that's overcomplicating nonsense. You already fucked up. Kang is overcomplicated. Kang is not overcomplicated. Kang is super easy. People just overcomplicate. Uh, I can explain Kang in two, like um. Three, give me three minutes straight. I can I walk you through entirety, Kang. You know what? Probably before three Quantum Mania. Straight, first of all, is too much to introduce a character to like the general audience. Eh. People are stupid. I know they are. You got to give it to him in like fifteen. Like he who remains got like freaking fifteen seconds of like background screen time. Yeah, like, I know. Backstory, and he was like, "Listen, I suck, and there's a bunch of me, and we all suck." And like that was it. And I'm like, "Okay, but did you explain that you're also like an ancient Egyptian man and like an Iron Lad? Like you're not saying all the stuff." I know. Kang is complicated when you get to the brass. He's really not. It's actually you've read Kang. Yeah, I'm a Kang fan. Most people, which is the people you're trying to sell these movies and shows to, don't get it. So if you say there's a female one, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, but people are dumb. Exactly. That's why you can get away with the female Kang. Like, uh, they won't. And even if, I mean, it could even be an evil Sue Storm because I'm looking at the picture that they used in um, the Wikipedia, and she's like an older lady. You could use this as an older Sue Storm without using de aging, like like um Hugh Grant, not Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Who played, um, <laughs> who played um Old Man Loki? I have no idea. Thanks. That's like very helpful. I don't know. It might have been Hugh Grant. You'll play old. <laughs> no, God, it's not Hugh Grant. <laughs> Hugh Grant did not play Old Man Loki. <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> I mean, technically, I could look up. I just see pictures of him, but I don't know his name. Richard E. Grant. I was close. It was Grant. <laughs> like, Hugh Grant. Uh, I don't... That's so not... Richard Grant played an old man Loki, and that's a very different actor. So you could easily have a female suit, like, female Kang be Sue Storm and be Katie Dickey. That involves a little bit too much of an explanation of who Sue Storm would be, but if you don't say who she is, and you just say she's female Kang, and you'd be like, she's from this world, and then reference the Ultimates, then fans will put it together... 
But until we find out who Sue Storm is, we'll never know. And that'll be a cool little thread to pull on. It's true. We'll see. He introduces the Fantastic Four wider because Feige keeps saying he wants to do that stuff. So we'll see. I mean, I'm just uh, – the only two things I could think of would be Enchantress or Female Kang because those are the only plot threads that are, like, left in that show. They could easily introduce somebody, but I don't think – Loki really doesn't have villains. No. They, they made this one a good guy. And, and even if he, even without that, it's still the idea that you have – Loki himself does not have a rogues gallery. He he is the yeah, villain. He's got, like, he's got like two bad guys that are like his. And they were him. And they come... <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the ones that aren't him, but yes, <laughs> most of them are him. There's, um... Oh, unless she's like a... F- no, because we already have female Loki. Unless she's like an older female Loki like Richard Grant. I mean... She can play like a sexy, like, older one. Like, I'm a dickhead. I know. We'll see. Yeah, that could work. Because like, yeah, like I said, he doesn't have a lot... You know, like actual bad guy. Lorelai is the only other one yeah. that's listed as an enemy. But like, are you gonna throw her in a time travel story? Like, like why would you do that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But also, Lorelai is usually like a younger character, so aging her up wouldn't be too uncrazy. But she's already been in the MCU. To be fair. <laughs> what show? Phil Coulson. Ugh, doesn't count. Or does it? Oh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, Lorelai's an Asgardian sorceress from Agents of Shield season two. Yeah, you know what? Shield, Shield might slap low key. It does when it's not awful. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. There are some bad episodes where I'm like, y'all wasted your budget three episodes ago, didn't you? Like, yeah, yeah. It's why I'm so hesitant on watching. Like, I've seen episodes and I'm like, this could be so good. And then when it's but not, who, but but the, the rumor is they could be recanonizing all the characters at least. Oh, that's easy though. You know, you know, like some of the like Chloe Bennett might come back as Quake. It's like not the same one, but still Quake. Because I like the idea that you're using the same actors to play different versions of the characters because then you have familiar faces. Oh, hundred percent. I understand the same vein of changing them. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I mean, life happens. Like there are things like you just may not have it because of scheduling with people. Yeah. You know, they may not want to come back, and maybe uh, like a bunch mm. of different things. You know, that happen. Mm. Yeah. Terrence Howard. Yeah. Now it's Don Cheadle. So if you want to switch Lorelai's actress, you can. Or you can use the same one, and that's cool. Yeah. It's not Katie, unless it's an older version, which is happening because it's not Katie Dickey. I'm not seeing her. So I don't know, man. I would love to see um, Fitz and stuff come back. And Coulson, who hasn't been friggin' well, he's dead. forever. Yeah, but. And that's what it was. They That's. Yeah. Yeah, that was a whole thing. They because um, like time travel and the TVA. And well, even without that, well, no, no, that was a whole thing that they've talked about this after they were like when they were like recanonizing stuff and shifting the stuff around, and they didn't like the idea that he kind of was like he 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 died, and he played this big re- like moment of as like one of the founding moments of the Avengers movie, and then he comes back. Yeah. Well, they hide him from the public. Oh yeah, but then like eventually, they're like you can't show off that you're alive. Yeah, but then it's like he's a robot, but he wasn't real. He was oh, like, yeah. a robot and the, the Cree, and he was like built with, like Cree DNA. Yeah, they 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 kind of like they shot themselves in the foot a million times with his origin, his uh, new story. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, "That's not how what we're doing now." I'm like, "That makes sense. Don't do that." Yeah, I mean, it's not that Phil Coulson's not canon. It's just after Avengers, he doesn't come back. Exactly. That's <laughs> Potentially. all. Potentially. Yeah. But, we'll see what they do. Yeah, we'll see what happens. 
You want to hit the next piece of news? I mean, I know both uh, of them. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got? Where are we? Um, I'll do Kodansha. So Disney and Kodansha are teaming up for anime and manga. Hell yeah, man. Make a Kingdom Hearts anime so I can, like, understand stuff. <laughs> I know, right? Because, um, <laughs> like, I know, like, the, the base of the lore. I don't I, – I need to know more. Yeah, they made the announcement the other day that they're, they were looking to expand to anime stuff. Like, all right, cool. And all of a sudden, they made an – I saw the uh, thing on CBR or one of the things I was following. And they were like, yeah, they're making, like, anime now. Like, straight – like, their own anime. Which is great because they've been putting anime on Disney Plus. Not in America. And I mean, but isn't Bleach on there right now? Bleach is on Hulu. It's on. Oh, it's yeah, on Disney Plus true. everywhere else. Yeah, well, it's because they don't have Hulu everywhere else. That's what that is. Hulu's in select areas. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Same thing like oh, it's the TV adaptation of uh, Ranger Reject. Yes, it is. Because I refuse to call it Go Go Loser Ranger. <laughs> I know I call it Ranger Reject also, but uh, yeah, that's the art I just sent you. That's like, that's the original title, Ranger Reject. And then they changed it to Go Go Loser Ranger because it got picked up. Yes. So it sucks because Ranger Reject is great, but Go Go Loser Ranger is also kind of funny because it's like Go Go Power Rangers. Yeah, that's why it's meant to be. That that's why they changed it. Yeah, dude, the poster looks fucking crazy. It is. It's, that book's so good. Um, I'm gonna try to keep up to date on it with manga. Like, I don't really like. I collect manga in the way that I collect like books. Yeah. Where I get one, I read it, and I'm like, that was nice. And then I wait like months until I read another one. Meanwhile, I pound through graphic novels like it's nobody's business. Well, that's, that makes sense though. Well, like, how? Because graphic novels come out more frequently. I mean, manga comes out fairly frequently if you're, like, reading up to date on it chapter-wise, but that requires digital reading. Yeah, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, I'm a physical boy. But the way I do it, I trade read now, so it doesn't really matter. So I could wait for these trades, to, uh, these uh, manga to come out. It's just I'm not up to date on everything. Like, like I know when Marvel books and DC books cancel. I don't know when manga cancels or ends. It just stops coming out. I know. It's just like, oh, I guess it's over. It's just like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm not getting any more of this. Like, I, I picked up, like, Kaiju number eight. Uh, Vinland Saga and um, Blue Giant, and I read volume one of each of them, and I'm like, this is good. And then like, I just haven't had the desire to go back and read it, not because they weren't great, it's just, I don't know, man, just something about it. But this Go Go Loser Ranger, Reject Ranger, you know, I want to keep up with it. It seems really fun. Oh, it is. Plus, once the show comes out, we're going to do an episode on 100%. it, and that'll be fun. <laughs> When when you sent me the announcement, I was like, "There's no way we're not going to talk about this in the show." <laughs> we're five. That's what it is. You know, maybe not as full news, kind of what we're doing now. But oh, exactly, like, we'll do a whole spoiler cast on it because that'll be fun. Yeah, because we haven't done an anime for real, for real. No, we haven't. Yeah, I do want to cover Marvel's anime attempts because they did plenty. Yes, they have. They tried four, four or five times. They have. Yeah. Some of them are really good though. Oh, I like Wolverine and X Men a lot. Um. Blade was fine. Iron Man is okay, and I have not seen Future Avengers yet, but it's on the list. Yeah, no, I've I've watched all of them, so it's, yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I count Armored Adventures by the way because it's like an anime. Yeah, so I meant it's by Iron Man. Yeah, unless Iron Man also had a separate anime. Iron Man has separate so anime. It's a Blackwater Iron Man movie. Oh, that doesn't. That's not like I'm talking about like shows. Oh, okay. And we can loop that in when we talk about it when we get down the line, but I'm saying, like, what I was referencing was just the shows. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> you want to talk about Amazon and Warner? Yes, I will. Because isn't that Amazon and HBO Max? Well, it's not Amazon and HBO oh, Max. Wait, HBO Max is changing their new streaming title to just Max now? No, it's going to be Beam. Because it's not just HBO. Yes, it's going to be Max right now. It's going, they're going to, It rolls out in spring of next year. Um, it's going to be internally referred to as Beam. Uh, but the reason why they're dropping as Max... Beam? Like B-E-A-M? Yeah. Uh, internally, they're referring to that it as because they're, yeah, they're, they're yeah, because they're, they're, they're combining Discovery Plus and uh, HBO Max. Yeah, just call it Max. Yeah, and but they'll plus they have more things on HBO nowadays. Like they have a lot of the DC content, so they're just well like, that really... well that goes back to what we're about to talk about the Amazon Warner uh, Warner uh, Discovery deal. Oh, are um, we gonna get Amazon exclusive D- uh, DC movies and shows that I now have to get Amazon for? Animation's moving to. Amazon. All of it? Yep. Ah. Yep. Why? That means you gotta get Amazon. <laughs> I know. You know, um, it kind of makes sense. It's one of the things that um, I guess they were wanted to figure out. Like, originally, when I wrote this article, uh, put it as a note. Sorry. When I put it as a note, they um hadn't made a deal yet, and then it came out that they were moving the um they're doing an animation animation deal with Amazon, um, which I think it's more so they can lighten their own load and focus on their content and they're licensing out. Their- oh yeah, they said that they wanted to streamline a lot of the HBO content and like, but a lot of companies are doing this. They're yeah, hundred percent. Then in twenty twenty three, they're putting out less and less content. Yes, because it's. Because their margins are getting destroyed. Well, it's mostly because movies are coming back. Well, it's not. It, well, not just like that. The major reason is when, and we were talking about this at work about Marvel, and, and it's another piece of news if I gotta add, but I'll, I'll jump right into it. Um, Marvel is reshuffling their phases five and six now. Yeah, because there's too much content. Yeah, and it looks like they'll be taking. Well, I don't care, and I'll watch everything. It is annoying upon rewatch, like we were saying a while ago. But in the moment, I love watching everything Marvel and Star Wars puts out. But I would appreciate like a nice little shift. Make some of these shows specials, like Agatha. I'm sorry, I love the entire cast. Please don't make that a TV show. Please scrap it and turn it into a special presentation. It starts spilling. Right, like and that's the whole months, thing. And I need them to just make it a 40-minute special. Well, Please. that's the whole thing. Like, the the shifting, and we were talking about this at work, the major reason why Phase 4 was as weak as it was, barring, like, um, uh, Black Panther and the, the holiday special cleaning, you know, closing it out, it's because there's just so much content, and it's not... And because when you have so much content, you have to lower your budgets on everything else. So having yeah, it's like why She Hulk had like because if you look at WandaVision, that budget you can't even tell it's a TV show. Right. Same thing. Except Falcon when Soldier. they obviously want it to be a TV show. Falcon and Soldier feels like a movie. Yeah. But by the time you get to She Hulk and Moon Knight, you're like, ooh, they blew their load pretty early on these shows, huh? Yeah. They ran out of money for these ones. Like that's why She Hulk looks completely different than Hulk on the same screen. Yes, I get he was yeah, like, like it's wild. It's bad. Like it's the reason why Moon Knight only appears 15 minutes of the five and a half hours that show actually runs mm-hmm. is because they didn't have the budget to do the transformation sequence and his suit because his suit is CGI. Yeah. They, they have like a bodysuit for it, but the way it moves, they make it CGI, which is just stupid, but whatever. I know. I agree with you on that. Like Oscar Isaacs walks around in a suit on set, but then they CGI the whole thing. It's like, are you fucking ridiculous? Well, that's the whole like, thing. They, they were, they were blowing their budget on stupid things. 
you know, the fact that we didn't, it, it goes back to in Moon Knight, we don't get the, a final fight scene. We get a blackout moment. Dude, like, yeah, and like when, well, like, and there's a kind of a final fight scene. Well, but like, he, bl- like, besides, besides Khonshu, because he, him and Sobek, or not Sobek, whoever the big alligator lady, yeah, they yeah. look really good. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, like, like, they put their money towards that. Yeah, the Anubis monster that um, Mark impales, like, looks so bad. Well, like, this thing, like, Mark looks like, you know, you overcoated extra CGI on the suit. The, you didn't have enough money uh, enough money to do an actual final fight scene where you actually show him fighting the bad guy and beating him. You cut it out and you're like, oh, we're well, going to do that. Explain that there's another personality there. Like you didn't have to do that. Like your your yeah. all your shortcuts made the show look bad. Mm-hmm. You know, um, She Hulk looks the show's cool, but her as a like her and her She Hulk form oh, looks yeah, we bad. Love the show. Yeah, yeah, like we can tell like the. Like production is cheaper, right? And, that, and like you don't—they even make a joke about it, like, right? Transform off screen; it costs too much money. Like they're even like playing into the fact that they don't have the biggest budget as they would like. And that's why I think they should definitely go back and 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 either cancel some of this stuff or move stuff down a little bit later. Like Falcon and Winter Soldier would have been a fucking awesome movie. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean it works well. The show, you take, if you take that plot line, you can cut out. Dude, honestly, just cut the fucking flag smashers out. Not that Carly Morgenthau wasn't great, yeah. you know, as like the actress, uh, Aaron, she's great. But if you cut all them out and just make it about Zemo, um, Falcon, Bucky, and uh, U.S. Agent, and then Dreyfus, because sure, like that's a good show. Because like you have Zemo pulling the strings with Dreyfus being like a Loki bad guy, and then U.S. Agent turns halfway through the show, then you fight him. Turns out, oh, like we said correctly before, Zemo's still a dickhead. Well, even he, well, it still works. I know. You so can even have the Isaiah Bradley. But we're, but we're, we're, we're like Monday morning calling back in others, like the older stuff. But at this point, going forward, I know, it's hindsight. Yeah, it's but going hindsight. forward, like Falcon with the Soldier, WandaVision, the best two shows. Why? Because they have the budget. Uh, production, at least. Well, they have the they have the best. I think best. I think Hawkeye is the best show, but that's me. Well, because you're you're a Kate Bishop Hawkeye, you're, you're a Matt Fraction Hawkeye fan. That's where it is. I like everybody, but Matt Fraction's the the icing on the cake. That's why. And also, perfect casting. Yeah, but um, that's why. Like those, like those, the first two shows have the most budget, so that's why it looked mm-hmm. better. It, it seemed to run better. Um, mm-hmm. and again, it wasn't as many things coming out. Like me, uh, me, you, and John talked about this when they did the announcements for at D twenty three. Thirty five fucking Marvel properties in two years. Yeah, like that's and the. We're already suffering delays. Yeah, Blade got pushed back like three weeks after that announcement. They now they're saying they're reshuffling things. Kang War, uh, not Kang War. Yeah, uh, Secret I, Wars got pushed back like two months. Good, like, uh, dude, like I'm fine with pushing back. I'll give Secret Wars doesn't come out till like 2027. I don't care. Yeah, they, and, and I said like, as long as I get four, and you know, because if you're counting TV shows and movies, five Marvel properties a year, I'm fine. With I that. would even do that. I would do two and movies and two TV between, shows. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean by Marvel properties. And maybe one special if you want to squeak one in for six. Yeah. Because, like, the holiday special and the Werewolf by Night special probably didn't cost as much and fit perfectly fine as, like, a nice 40 minutes. So if you want to do three movies, two TV shows, or switch those and then do a special presentation, six a year, fine. Release one every two months. Dude, the kind of what they're doing for next year. The we'll lineup for yeah, but if you a customer was asking me about like the movie lineup. If you look at the movie There's lineup, movies almost year. and they're almost a, not even a month apart. Some of them because the first the first three that come out and I'm just talking about movies. Yeah, are it's Ant Man, and then it's 
Marvels. So February is Ant Man, Guardians is oh, yeah. in May, and then June is the Marvels. Is the Marvels? Yep. Or maybe they push that back to November. No, that's I, I just checked. I just checked the the other day. It's June. Like they're back to back. Like there's three movies back to back. Oh yeah. Oh no, it's May, July. Yeah. It's yeah. It's um February, May, July, and then whatever they have planned at the end of the year. Yeah. That's wild. Which could. Which is crazy because though I mean, if you're following suit with the with the three and two, that means there's only two TV shows left. Yeah, and maybe a special. But like, and then and that's not counting TV shows. I mean, they did push Blade back from November twenty twenty three to September, so we know Blade got pushed back. We don't know what they're slotting in. Right, and you like, know we don't know putting in um like we don't know where Armor Wars is going to sit. Right, or we don't know where Secret Invasion is going to sit. Yeah, because that's coming out next year. We also don't know if Armor Wars is being turned into a movie or if it's being turned into a special. Right. Because now that the specials were successful, they already dropped it from a TV show to a movie. Why not drop it from a movie to a special and just do what you need to do to set up Riri Williams and then continue the plot lines in there? Yeah. And Armor Wars. Because you can do – yeah, yeah. Armor Wars can – because they said that Armor Wars is a, like a direct sequel to Black Panther, which is a direct uh, sequel to um, – and then Armor Wars will be for – Ironheart. Right. Because you're going to have Riri be the follow through. You have Rhodey be the mentor. You do some Rhodey stuff. And then you just bring it forward with Alden's character and Justin Hammer. And you have a villain for each of them. And, you know, it's, I don't know, man. That's just, that just sounds right to me. I know. But again, like, we don't know what they have planned. Like, we, we're like, that's us, like, like really just speculating because, like, next year is a, oh, yeah, next year is a big year for them. You know, yeah, the release. I mean, we don't know what TV shows are being released, but we know that there's at least three movies in the first six months. I'm sorry, seven months. Right. So, like, dude, Marvel squeaks in in July. Exactly. Like, they kind of need to back off a little bit. Like, there is a level of people kind of, and there is a level of fatigue. We got Loki season two. We got, um, Secret Invasion. Mm -hmm. So, there's at least three shows right there. While one of them is animated, it still counts. Yeah, of course. It's, still, it's still Marvel, it, it's still Marvel it's stuff, and that's the whole thing. Like yeah. there is a fatigue that's kind of coming up now, and 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 you can see it with people, like they're not as excited to see these Marvel properties anymore because all you're doing is kind of like, you're the the way you're launching them and they're coming out is I mean, kind of bad. It's not going down. I mean, you, you won't though. Like I get that's because I like fun stuff. Yeah, but like I think it's fucking boring. I'm bored. I'm bored. Well, it's because you're like an old man who has a baby. Well, so that you even, have like even hard times trying to fit this in. Well, even schedule. without well, <laughs> even without that, I wasn't even before Ronnie was born. I was like, I'm not jumping up and down for this stuff anymore. It's because like I'm we're in sequels that kind of like go nowhere. You know, they're not saying, and then the the setups aren't for like years and years down the line now. Like I watch Miss Mar- like I look at the ending of Miss Marvel and go that uh, I'm like that's a cool ending. But like the payoffs, not gonna be for like another fucking year and a half by the time that 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 comes out, and it's on the dot a year and a half from the end of the episode. Yeah. Oh man, I got the um, I got the full swing on what's coming uh next year. Okay, go ahead. The MCU. So we got um, where is it? It's Ant Man: Quantum Mania is coming in February. Okay. And then Secret Invasion is supposed to launch spring. A lot of people are saying March between March, end of March, early April. Okay. And then we have Guardians in May. That's May 5th. And then the Marvels in July. So there's a nice little month break. 
But then we have two things coming out in the summer of 2023, which is Echo and Loki Season 2. Jesus fucking Christ. And then in the fall, we're supposed to get Ironheart and Coven of Chaos, and that doesn't count what they're doing with Armor Wars. Like that- so already, that's four shows, potentially uh, What If Season 2, and then all that Sony nonsense, dude, which doesn't count. Which doesn't count. Yeah, ninety-seven, but that's also kind of separate. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like whatever yeah. doesn't like. Next, uh, yeah, I'm not counting X Men ninety-seven right. or anything. Or Sony like, does. Right. You know, but again, like that's a lot. That's too much. Yeah, that's that is like eight properties instead of the six we pitched. Like you need, <laughs> like you definitely need to. You could, you gotta do four. People like, and also you gotta think about it. like people. It costs like twenty dollars a piece to go to the movies. Not everyone has like a local theater that, that like like save on the plus side. It's like eight dollars, but not everyone has a local theater that they can go yeah, there for eight dollars. Me and the wife get uh, ten dollars tickets for the matinees on like Sunday before like twelve. Right, you know, but that's the whole thing. Like that depends on who you're going with and like and when you're seeing oh, it. Oh yeah, you know. And my dad got us tickets to Wakanda Forever. He didn't even ask me to pay for it, so I have no idea how much it costs. But we saw it at, like. Thursday opening night, and we got five tickets. Yeah, and uh, where so that uh, and, he, and it wasn't even in my rinky dink theater. It was one that was a little bit bigger. So he probably spent like, you know, thirteen dollars a pop. Yeah, like it's, so, it's like, like that's what it is. It's like it's not. It's it's cost effective to go, but you can't just keep going. Yeah, keep going. People yeah. aren't going to go when there's no hype. You're like you're devaluing your property by I mean, oversaturation. They also hit it with a double-edged sword because of their streaming network. While, yes, they are very competitive with Netflix, Netflix has a wide variety of things that aren't Disney-related. But, like, Marvel is Marvel Studios is banking on people actually paying attention to Disney+. Plus. Some people don't watch the Disney Plus shows it's, because it's they can't true. afford it, because they don't want to sit through TV shows, or because they're old people. Well, it's not an old people thing. It's just people don't – if you don't ha- – like, there's no reason to sit through an eight-episode TV show because they're specifically rotated around one character. It's like choosing not to go to a movie. Like if if you're, I mean, I would say you have to watch Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Wandavision, but everything else right now. But even, but you don't have, you shouldn't have to watch anything to. Well, you shouldn't have to. You know, it's a people who haven't seen Wandavision saw Doctor Strange and were like, "What the fuck?" That's exactly my wife. Why is she a bad guy? That's also like you shouldn't have to do that. Like I watch people are going to be like, "I didn't watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. Why is Sam Captain America? What happened?" It's like, well. But you have to watch this eight-hour TV show. Like, well, I didn't want to watch. But at the end of Endgame, Loki teleports away, and if he pops up in something else, you don't have to watch the Loki show to know that he left. Exactly. You can just be like, "Oh, there he is." Yeah. Even if he looks like he does now, and he's teamed up with Owen Wilson, like in the it's because from what it looks like, the TVA have a huge part in Deadpool three. Yeah. So if you go into the movies and you watch Deadpool three, and Loki pops up, and you're confused, you know. Yeah. You're allowed to be, but you're not going to be as confused as when Sam Wilson shows up as Captain America. Exactly, or or Wanda's a bad guy, or when want or when Vision shows up and he's white. white. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you're white. Like what the hell? And that's the whole thing. Like that's the problem is like they banked on like people going from the movie right to the TV show. The only way I mean, you, me and you did that. Well, that's different because I I like Captain America. Like I like that franchise, and I like the yeah. WandaVision stuff. Um. But I, and I do it for the podcast and I do it for the store, really. Um, oh, yeah. And I have Disney Plus, so I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watch it like the, it's an hour. I can watch it in the morning when I'm taking care of my daughter. But also, they, mm-hmm. but the thing is, most people, I'll talk to customers and they're like, I'm like, oh, did you watch one of it? Like, I'll talk to them like on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, besides John and O'Malley, people don't watch those. They, well, no, no. Like, well, no, it's not, it's not like they don't watch them. The problem is, like, really what it comes down to, I'll talk to them in the morning when they come and get their books on Wednesdays, and I'm like, oh, did you watch this week's episode of what, whatever Marvel show it is? Like, no, I don't have the time to. 
I don't have the actual time to. I get yeah, up. It's easy to like pick one day, like out of the week, or like because you know, the theatrical runs sometimes run for like two months. Right. So like you like you have one day across two months to go watch Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Right. Like, will you get spoiled by you know um, water keg talk or like in the internet? Possibly. Yeah. But that's up to you if you choose to converse with people and coworkers, or if you choose to go on the internet. Exactly. But like you know you don't have to see these TV shows because, like, uh, week to week at least. But then you have to, like, schedule eight hours one week to watch right. everything. Right, and that's the problem. Like, no one... <laughs> Bless you. Um, Oops, but that's all late in the fight. Um, that's the thing. Like, people don't... It's it's the, the level of content. Like, no one wants to do... Especially for a character that they may or may not like or have a passing glance at. Like, really, the major reason why people didn't watch She-Hulk, and it wasn't besides the nepity nonsense we talked about, Mm-hmm. When we talked about the episode, it really came down to like I talked to Ant. Ant was like, "The only reason why I'm not watching," he was, "I I was never a fan of her in the comic, and I'm, you know, mm-hmm. it's just if it's more of the same stuff, it's not, it's not like I, it's not making me jump up and down to watch it if it's the comic yeah. book, and I didn't really like the comic book or her as a character. Not that she's yeah. bad, it just wasn't his thing, which I get. Courtney hasn't watched Ms. Marvel yet, so like when the when the Disney Plus shows first started coming out, like Courtney watched What If because I put it on and she was around. Yeah, she wasn't too interested in that one. But she was very interested in Loki, WandaVision, and Falcon Winter Soldier because those were already established characters. Right, exactly. She was kind of interested, she was kind of interested in Hawkeye you, dude, because she knew Jeremy already, Renner, she's like 50-50 on Hawkeye. Dude, you already said you you already said the keyword. They were already exactly. established characters. Established characters. Like if because like for She-Hulk, she was interested in She-Hulk because it's a comedy. She likes right. comedy. Yeah. So but like I said, she has yet to watch Miss Marvel. Um, Miss Marvel and I basically forced her to watch Moon Knight. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna watch it. Do you want to? And she was like, Yeah. But like, she didn't bring up talk watching Moon Knight at all. Right. And, and then she brought up watching She Hulk. She's like, Oh, you watched one without me? I'm like, Yeah. I was spoilers for I have to do this the podcast. She's like, oh, Okay. Yeah. Like I watched I watched the Guardians holiday special like the day it came out because we were doing the podcast soon after. Yeah. And then I watched the Guardians holiday special with her like yesterday. And she's like, oh, we were supposed to watch it, you know, when it first came out. I was like, well, you didn't say anything, so I had to watch it for the show. Yeah, exactly. But I'll watch it again because it was good. Well, I watched it with my wife, like, and uh, and it's the like, same I thing. Up Ms. I bring up Miss Marvel, like, every couple weeks, and she's like, eh. I'm like, she's like, when's she showing up in a movie? I'm like, July. She's like, okay. And that's she's the whole like, thing. I'll, I'll watch it in July. Yeah. You know? Like, like right. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. Like, it, there is a, a moment where looking at these characters. And I, knowing Courtney, she'll love Ms. Marvel. Well, It'll even, probably be her, like, her favorite show. It's just... She's not interested in the character. Which is fair. Like, it's not a full comedy. Like, She-Hulk is, like, labeled as a comedy. Yeah, of course. So, like, and but it's not also, a character. Exactly. And I think that and, and me and Anne have talked about this. And the thing he, he's brought up was what they should have been doing, especially when you want – you have ideas for a show – take this character and introduce them in one of these movies. You want to introduce uh, Jen Walters as She-Hulk? You should have introduced Jen Walters in a Hulk in movie. Ag- yeah. Even even though even though Agatha's the, the the wrong character to spin off first. I know. At least she was in a show and now she's an established right. character. From, it, look at Ironheart. Look at Echo. Yeah. That's what you do. You take a character that already exists in your universe that you already built and then you go, here's your spin-off, and people that go, you know what, I liked her in this, I'll follow. Yeah. Or I like this show, I'm gonna follow it. Like I the Punisher show. Right. He showed up in Daredevil, got launched into his own show. I mean, that was the plan, but they still established him prior to right. him just showing up killing people. 
Exactly. So if you end up They're like, look, he's in Daredevil in only the first half. And if you liked him in Daredevil, you're going to definitely like him in this because it's just more of the same character. And mm-hmm. vice versa, if you didn't like you didn't like them, you're not going to watch the show. But at least you no, have it's it like out. when they tease Luke Cage in Jessica Jones. Right. Jessica, like in Luke, he's in like one or two episodes, but he's still there, and then he gets his own show. Yeah. Like it's cool to see that. And that's what they should have done. Like they either should put like Kamala should have been like at like a they should have done the fan convention in like. Captain Marvel, or whatever, or I wouldn't say Captain not Marvel, Captain Marvel, Marvel but you know Tom what I mean. Was weird in Captain Marvel, right? Yeah, like a Spider Man, like Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. You could have easily introduced her in Spider Man. She was going to the same convention that Iron Spider Man was going to, right? Because Tony told him to go there or something like that, or he's like, "I know Mr. Stark's going to be at this convention. Let's go." And then Kamala's in the background, right? She doesn't have to be a huge character. She can just be name dropped, right? And she's like, "Oh, I'm- oh, Kamala, she's a fan of Miss Marvel. That's really cool." And then. She gets her own show four years later. Yeah, or it's like how they well, you don't want to do, um, Peter Parker's existence right, in Iron Man you don't, too. Well, yeah, character. but you don't want to do that far along. You you can't do that. No, that. but you know what I mean though, like establishing a character. Yeah, but presence yeah, but but, to, but you need no. I think that's the whole problem with like the the hype behind some of the shows. Like, oh, she also return. Uh, what Kang Dynasty in two and a half years? Cool. <laughs> like, oh yeah, they said She Hulk's coming back in New World Order. I'm like, so we're not getting a new season of She Hulk. Until like 2025. Yeah, like I can care. I can... Like that's crazy. Like no one's going to give a shit. Yeah. People are going to forget. Yeah. Like you're... like they should have introduced her in Hulk or introduced her in one of the other TV shows. Yeah. And then, or at least like Jen Walters before she becomes She-Hulk. Because Jen Walters was a character prize. She should have I mean, been. not in the comics, but like her persona of, of I was Walter. a lawyer before yeah. this. Like, she so should have. In lore. She, she should have been the lawyer that we got introduced in. in... No way home and not Daredevil. Exactly. Like, oh, um, because Peter knows Iron Man who knows the Hulk. Yeah. She's like Hulk hooked him up with his lawyer cousin. Right. And then we got to see She Hulk. And instead of a brick getting thrown through the window, um, she just gives them good legal counsel and then leaves. And then you introduce her, you can even do an end credit scene where she gets into the accident. Right. And then She Hulk starts and she's in the hospital and then she wakes up and she has Hulk blood. Right. Boom. There you go. How hard was that? Like, we we did it in two seconds off the top of our dome, like <laughs> like and and that and that's just I mean again hindsight yes, but at the same point it's like you knew what you were doing with the first three Marvel shows so why did you drop the ball and I understand you want to introduce content that you know you don't want to spend movie time on but like I said now we're not getting more She Hulk like purely She Hulk content where it can fully be its own personality. Until like 2025, and hopefully I'm wrong and we get another season by the end or early 2024, but that's going to be after Captain America. Yeah, and, it's, and the problem and is – If that gets delayed, then we're screwed. Yeah, and that's again, that's the problem. Like you're, 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 you're doing these movies and TV shows with these characters and then all of a sudden like they're gone. And then people you know like – How much you want to bet Adam Warlock is going to get a spinoff? Oh, 100%. I mean, it could be a special presentation that introduces Silver Surfer. I'll let that slide. But I don't want a whole TV show. I like Will Poulter a lot, but I don't care to see Adam Warlock TV show. Give me a special presentation. Oh, yeah. Just like Man-Thing. Give me a special presentation. I mean, personally, as a fan of Man-Thing, Hunter Van Leer would like a Man-Thing TV show. (laughs) But as a general audience member, Man-Thing does not need a TV show. Oh, yeah. Man-Thing could just show up in another special or in the background of another movie, like Midnight Suns or something. Uh, yeah, duh. Like, like whatever spooky team you're leading up to. Oh yeah. So. So. Ah. Uh, I know. 
I know. And we 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 did brush over this. The Guardians three trailer. Adam Warlock. What do you think? I like it's it. fine, right? Yeah, looks fine. Yeah. A that's lot of why... people are like, he looks dumb. I'm like, what? He looks like Adam Warlock. Yeah. Like, what did you what did you think was going to happen? Like, what you want? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, oh, his hair isn't long. So like we're like, and that's like that's the fanboy neckbeard thing we always talk about. Like it's the then you... no, it doesn't look comic accurate. I'm like, it's it's but, a fucking like, movie. He's a yellow man with a red suit. What else do you want? Like what you like? I don't know what you want. Like I, you can't make. They're not real people. Like they look. <laughs> they don't look like humans. Like they literally have like, to make Will, aliens. I mean, Will Poulter could have grew his hair out, but at the same time, it's like it's not necessary. Stop whining. Yeah, like who cares? Like Mantis doesn't look at all like she does in the comic books, and y'all ain't really complaining. Yeah, about like her. she's not green. Yeah, and she's also poorly characterized. Mm-hmm. But she's still like people like her a lot. I think she's fun. Yeah, she's fine. I mean, it's the tone of the movies that she was introduced in, but still, yeah, of course. If she shows up in anything else, they're not going to change her personality. No, not now. You know, she's still got to be the same character across the board since it's a connected universe. It's not like. You know, Keaton's Batman and Ben Affleck's Batman, we can change them tonally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Marvel is really shooting themselves in the foot by packing out these schedules. And I do hope that they learn from this and spread it out or just introduce or just make better end well, credits. No. Kind of Forever could have had another end credit. Oh, I understand it didn't. And I understand why it didn't. Well, yes. But it could have. We know the because we know the reality of the situation in that movie as a whole and, and the, the hiccups you were faced with this movie. Yeah. But then you could have also put a better end credit scene at the end of Guardians Holiday Special, especially to tease the, the, the next Guardians movie. Yeah, of course. Like, like we could have had, like, um, the egg hatch. Because mm-hmm. the last time we saw Aisha was, I think that was her name, was when she's like, Adam. Mm-hmm. But it, they could easily cut to, like, it cracking open, and then she goes, he's here. And then it cuts to the because the movie's coming out in, like, five months. Yeah, exactly. So why not have, like, just another lead-up? Because, like, the end credit scene is Groot, like, putting his arms down, and Rocket goes, now we need another holiday special. And I'm like, what? Yeah, like... <sighs> I waited for this. I know. It's like, oh, it's funny. I'm like, I, I get it, but, like... Yeah, and, like, you know, I like the tone that Guardians puts out, but you literally have another movie coming up. Yeah, like, promote your movie. And, <laughs> like, you definitely had a deleted scene that you could have easily thrown in there, because yeah. all directors film, like, five hours of movie, and they cut it down. Exactly. Like you could have thrown a scene in there. I know, but it's fine. It's at this like point, a guard, like a Guardians three thousand yeah. scene. Or well, something. that's the whole thing. Like Bob Iger stepping up at, 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 and becoming stepping the, back stepping up. Back up. <laughs> um, they that and that's, that was one of the first things he he talked about. because well, it's the budget. And it, like it, I said, they're way, To be fair, they make so much money. Yeah, but he. But they're also putting so much money. In well, the he games. said he goes. We're focusing. The problem is that they were focusing on quantity, not quality. It should be the other way around. It should be focusing on quality, not quantity. If you're, if I mean, you I'm not saying all... give me two movies a year, but like give me, you know, if, not twelve. Right. If they go, we're getting you're getting two movies a year and like three special, uh, three shows. Fine. You're getting two shows and two yeah. movies. Sure. I don't mind that because you know what? Yeah. If it's because it, it spreads it out, spreads it out, it looks better. You have more time yeah, to tell you, a story. You do, you do one show at the you do uh, one show at the beginning of the year. One show. At then the you end. do a movie. Then you do the next show, and then you do the next movie. Right. And then if you want to do a special, you do a special. Exactly. You know? That's all I need. Five pieces of content. What if you can do whatever you want with? Animation animation's any, different. Any animated content, like even if it's MCU like animated, mm-hmm. that we're not counting that. We're counting a live action. No, yeah. So much money dropped on this. Yeah. Like if you want to do what if X-Men 97 and Marvel Zombies every sure. year, that's fine. That's yeah. on you. Yeah. But like, you know, we're talking about four to five projects live action. Yeah, you just can't do it. 
Yeah, that's all I need. Four to five live action and maybe one animated. Yeah. One animated one animated by Disney Plus. We're not talking about like Disney XD like animated Spider Man show. I'm talking about like the MCU related ones. Well of course. No, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to keep doing that stuff, sure. Awesome. But like we got like what, eight projects this year? Shoot me. It's like too much. Uh, no, it really is. And like while I enjoy it, I can still complain. <laughs> I mean duh. I mean, because, I mean, my day isn't as busy as you because you have a kid. So I can find the time in the morning to wake up and watch the show. But even, I, I've said this before, like, even without, like, doing stuff for my daughter or, like, or stuff for my wife or it's just for work. And really, my biggest thing is that I don't, I, I don't want to rush. I don't have to feel like I'm rushing to go see something that I'm not interested in. Like, oh, I mean, to be fair, it's that's because you work at a comic book store and we're in the same circles on Twitter. Yeah, true. If you didn't use Twitter and Instagram, like if you were like Anthony and yeah. you only like worked at the comic book store, you'd easily be able to maneuver it a little bit better. Yeah. But because you have both, it's hard for you not to. And also we do a podcast. Because, yes. You know, we could stop that at any point. Of course. Like I don't feel pressured to watch these shows. You know, I mean, I feel a little bit because of Twitter spoilers, but I could put my phone down for oh yeah like a couple days like twitter down for a couple days and then not get spoilers i didn't get any spoilers for she hulk well that's the whole thing like i'm i'm it's not the pressure like like i i i don't like the thor movies i've said this before but like so i'm like oh i have to watch love and thunder all right we'll watch we're doing for the podcast okay people ask me at work like i I don't want to watch this movie but i'm doing it because Mm -hmm. it's marvel content and it's something that i like and i'm hoping it's better you know, mm-hmm. but also like there's, there's a part of it where it's like, I just don't want to watch this movie. <laughs> like, I just don't want to, you know, like I can care less about it. And that's where I'm at with like, that's why um, with them now saying we're going to change stuff around. Like, I'm like, cool. I don't feel like I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to chug through some of it like half of them or and hate the other half. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't like Black Widow, but I like Shang-Chi, but I don't like Eternals. Spider-Man's okay. Doctor Strange was okay. You know, Thor Love and Thunder, I hated. You know, I liked I liked Black Panther. I liked the Guardian special. You I know. I loved Werewolf by Night. That was and I, I always forget Werewolf by Night because I'm like, oh, it's an hour content that my brain keeps forgetting. Like, whitewashes. Well, it's because it's so loosely connected. Oh, well, I, when I did that list, that was just movie stuff. Um, But yeah, yeah then, like, the, the TV shows, like, I love WandaVision. I love Falcon with the Soldier. Moon Knight was okay. You know, I like I love the Wear for a Night special. You know, She Hulk was fun, but it was just okay to me because the, the ending ruined it for me. Um, because they were dumb. Why? Oh, because they just went too meta. No, well, no, I'm not against the meta thing. I like the meta stuff. Like how they changed the script up. They were like, oh, let's let's change this and this. Right, and this. Yeah, the, the... It's because we talked about it, it ruins plot points. Like, why does the blood matter? Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm like the, I just waste you. Like, we you just told me everything that I read doesn't matter. Yeah, and like like I said, when you're watching it in real time, like, you know, the way that the show works, it, it's fine. But like, in hindsight, it's like, then why even do it? Mm-hmm. If you were going to wipe it away, why even do it? Week to week, fine. But as a whole, upon rewatch, upon binging, why does it matter? Yes, like... Like, that plot line only works if you're watching week to week and you're actually paying attention. Yeah, 100%. And then it, it basically tells readers to go get fucked if they're paying attention. Yeah, it does. It literally is, it's it's like the it's the bad retcon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when comic books it's when comic books do it, you're like well, especially because like halfway through the show they had like that um like big expo 
where they were like, and the leader's coming back. And we're like, oh, the blood's for the leader. And then they're like, it's actually for Todd. Oh, it's retconned. Yeah. And I was like, or it's for the leader. Yeah. Like, well, you can still hold that plot line because it's a good one. Okay, like the, no? Okay, cool. Yeah. That's, the, cool. yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> and, and, and they, but that goes yeah. back to the, the quality over quantity. Like, that could have mm-hmm. been something that they could have workshopped and worked on if they had more time to work on that show. They also need somebody besides Kevin who's like storylining everything with him. I know. Because while Kevin can handle everything, like seemingly, at the same point, like you should always have one writer on every, like at least, like, like if a string, like the TV shows and the movies are separate. Yeah. Like you should always have one writer on every TV show who's the same guy. Well, no, you don't need that. You just need. Well, as an editor. Yeah, yeah, using the editor. Like a storyline editor. Like, he's not writing the. Di- like, he's not writing dialogue. He's not writing scenes. No, he's just story. He's just. He's, like, he's, he's the Kev- he's the in between guy for Kevin. Yeah. He goes, this is what he's it like, is. He's like, yeah, he's like, this makes sense. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. We're doing this. Put this in. You need somebody besides Kevin because it seems like he's slipping up. Yeah. Well, it says you're putting too much on his plate. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, he's doing it to himself, but also, obviously, Marvel Studios is telling him to do it. Exactly. It's more of like, oh, we have all this plan. Well, that means we're good to go, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially the figurehead. Yeah, exactly. How much say does he really have? Yeah, it's true. Like, he still has to speak to the fucking House of Mouse. Yeah. And the House of Mouse wants more. They want, they want everything. They want to consume. <laughs> they want it all, man. So I just can't wait to see what else we got, but at the same time, it needs to slow down. They do, and we'll yeah, see. And, oh, and uh, Deadpool can Deadpool's allowed to come out next year or the year after. I wouldn't count that in Phase Four or Five since it's still loosely separated. Oh, yeah, five or five, five or six, because it's still loosely separated. It looks like how I'm not counting Craven and um, like Into the Spider Verse. Right, like I'm not counting Deadpool right now because it's not so heavily entwined, even though it's going to make itself. Right, because uh, we'll, we'll, if Deadpool three comes out next year, fuck yeah. I mean, yeah, but like it's still the like, movie's gonna slap. It is, but it's just like too much, <laughs> like so much. Yeah, but but we we expect Deadpool now. Well, yeah, we know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah so, all right. <sighs> you want to get into our main topic, James? Yeah, man. It is holiday season, so we are jumping into holiday nonsense uh, today. Um, we started it last week with our Guardians of Galaxy uh, breakdown. And today we are jumping into Santa Claus and what it means. Uh, various versions of Santa Claus through comic books and movies and our favorite ones. Um, yeah. yeah, mostly comic book media, yeah. but yeah, we will be talking very much about not very much, very little about movies because besides like the Santa Claus and Fred Claus, there's only a couple ones that like give you like comic book vibes and that really change the nature of Santa. Yeah. Like I just recently watched the movie Violent Night with David Harbour. They make Santa Claus a Viking. Which is cool. Which is awesome. He's, he's like, yeah, he's like, I've been around for a while. He's like, I was a bad guy. And then, you know, I f- realized what I was. And I was like, fuck that. Let's give presents to kids. And then, like, but it has, like, I like it when they add lore to Santa where he isn't just this magic being. Like, right. He was, he was once, like, the Claws movie from Netflix, the animated one. Yeah. Like, he was just a dude in the woods who lost his wife. And then the village had, like, you know a morale problem and he was like sure i'll make some presents and then the story of santa was born yeah similar to grant morrison's story where it's like he was just this dude yes he's a little magic but he was just this dude and he gives people presents right and, and we'll go through those so yeah. if you want to talk you want yeah start off with uh um what the hell is it called what the hell is that show called the movie called 
Well, you said that you just uh, said Violet Night. Violet Night. Thank you. Sorry, because the Silent Night came out today at work, and I'm like, oh, I'm just confusing the two. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it's just a very different take on 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 something that's like universally known as a, 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 a I mean a folk a folk Santa war. is a he's a canonical yes he's a canonical DC and Marvel character. Like, he's a mutant in the MCU, I think. Yes. Not in the MCU, I'm sorry. He's a mutant in the Marvel comics, yes. right? Yes, he is an Omega-level mutant. And fact. then in the DC comics, he's just, like, legit, like, childhood Santa Claus. Yes. Who go- like, oh, look at Santa. <laughs> Who- <laughs> and we'll break them down, each one, different versions of them. They're all, like, the- yeah. they're, like, I, I picked, like, the top four versions of uh, from comic books I, I want to talk yeah. about. Um, I guess I'll start there, then. So, first of all, I want to talk yeah. about Klaus uh, from Grant Morris. Do a quick monologue. I got to go grab something. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so we have Klaus from um, Klaus, written by Grant Morrison and art by Dan Moore, produced by Boom Studios. Um, currently on Kickstarter is the the omnibus is currently on Kickstarter right now. Um, the story of Klaus is a story of a man who actually ends up having magical powers and is trying to help a village um, from like this evil king of uh, this evil king. He ends up becoming this. We end up becoming a Santa Claus at the end. Um, but he's like this cool looking, like almost Viking esque, like um, uh, older European character. Um, and it works very well. As the series goes on, you find out there's other versions of Santa Claus, like all the like, nicknames he has. Uh, Santa Claus has throughout like different cultures and different regions of religions, not religions, uh, regions and uh, uh, folklore backgrounds, is a name of another person that exists. Uh, that that also has powers that they kind of do this uh, one story called Crisis, Crisis in Christmasville, which is like their uh, crisis on infinite earths where a bunch of other Santa Clauses and other magical people come together to fight against an evil corporate Santa that was created by Coke. We know it's not like it's the analog is supposed to be co- uh, based on the Coca-Cola mascot um, because we know the in reality, the, the, the red hat and the beard and all that stuff. And the, the iconic image of Santa Claus comes from the Coca-Cola company. Um, that's the joke in the uh, the Crescent Christmasville uh, one shot. Um, but Klaus is a cool story. Um, it's a lot of folklore. And of course, with Grant Morrison, he does this weird history dump and like multiverse and like brain oozing nonsense sometimes. It but Dan, it's fun. It was Dan Mora's big break. Yes, it was. That was yes, his big was. entry into comic books. Prior, yes, he just was. did covers and like basic issues. Yeah, this was his big oh shit, Dan Moore is a player. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's such a good story. Um, and then once in future. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Klaus is just a cool take on the the or the folklore because it's like it feels classic. If it, it reminds me, um, it reminds me of this movie called Once in the Life and Times of Santa Claus, uh, which is mm-hmm. uh the animated version, which is done by Rankin Bass Studios. And it's very much like they, they did a play on that in one of the issues, the life and times of whatever. Yeah, yeah. Joe Claus. Joe Claus. Yeah. Joe Chill. Just, that's, oof, that's a whole different. <laughs> that's definitely thing. a bat. That, that's definitely a Batman story they used for one of the Christmas specials. Yeah. yeah one of the Batman specials. But yeah, so what ended up happening was like, what's so good about it is that, like, why I like the life and times of uh, Santa Claus is like, it's the origin of Santa Claus. Like, he was just a dude that went out and then eventually became a good guy, and then all the magic people gave him power, so that he would become the forever. Cause he, he was about to die. Um, mm-hmm. and I liked it because, like, oh, he's just a dude that wants to do good. Like in Klaus, he's just a dude that wants to do good. But like, he gets become Santa. The the myth mm-hmm. and legend of Santa is all because of things like him fighting and helping this little village, 
uh, from this evil king. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's a sl- and he's a warrior. I like that. Like, yeah. and he has a giant wolf as his like thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the next version, uh, and that's available by the way in trade. The first, the actual original cops for six issues are available in trade. The omnibus seven issues, seven issues. Sorry, and the omnibus yeah. is currently on Kickstarter. Yeah, check out the omnibus. Um, it's got everything and then some cool, fun deluxe hardcovers. Yeah, it has it has everything plus like the it has all it has the class one through seven plus all the seasonal one shots they were doing, which I wish they would they bring did back. Four of them. Yeah, which I wish they would bring back. Yeah, man, bring back. I mean, they they probably wanted to this year and then they just didn't able weren't able to, so they're doing this omnibus. But I hope the omnibus isn't a capstone now. Like, up, oh, it's done. Yeah, no. Because this is like the final collection. Because then you have to what release another omnibus with the other issue you put in. I know, right? Like that's just fucking annoying. I know. <laughs> um, next up is Naughty List, produced or uh, created. Uh, oh uh, yeah, created dude. by After Comics. Uh, the Punisher, but Santa Claus. Yo, it, <laughs> Naughty List. Yo, Naughty List is cool. Like he's like he's like he became Santa Claus by accident. Um, no, like the Santa, Claus like the movie, movie. the Santa Claus. Tim Allen. Um, yeah. but like he, so he is Santa Claus. Like that's what it was. Like he, like before him, there was no Santa Claus. He made a wish on a star, um, to help his family. Um, and in doing so, he was able to like live forever, and like all this other stuff. And like all of a sudden, like elves like moved into his house, and he was like, "What is happening here?" And, like it's it's fucking mm-hmm. wild. But the story about Norton yeah. itself is that, um. He's just a, he's actually just like he's like a dude that drinks and smokes and like runs this company or like runs this, mm-hmm. the Santa thing. Um, but the story of Naughty List is that someone actually steals the Naughty List and they're using it to hunt down bad people to kill them. So now now Santa has to hunt down this dude with like a crowbar, an elf, and some beer. And it's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's only four issues or five issues or four. I think it's four issues. Um, I wish the trade came out for the holiday season. Um. But it's like it's like Grindhouse Santa. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's violent. Like, he's, and, he, and he's not like this big. Oh, it's Santa, but like he's a big dude. Like, like he's not classic Santa. That like he's not like um, he's not like Violet Knight where like he looks bigger and like the whole thing. Like, oh, like he looks like Santa. No, no, he looks like a dude. Like a, he, he looks, looks like the Punisher. Yeah, he looks like a regular dude. He looks like he's from the mob. Yeah, like he's got a beanie on and a crowbar. I'm like, yeah, and he's walking around like I'm fucking Santa. But then there are the iterations of Santa Claus, like Slayer, the heavy metal Santa Claus by Rob Erring through uh, Action Lab, where right. it's just, it, it's just literally heavy metal Santa Claus. It's Rankin Bass meets Spinal Tap, which is cool though. It's four issues, it's awesome. It's one of my favorite super uh, uh, stories uh, for Santa Claus. There's also Santa Claus versus Zombies and Red Xmas, which all have the same similar Santa Claus design, but obviously in different genres. Right. Which, uh, which, but like what you're saying by changing up the design is also still really cool. That's what. That's what like makes with Claus and with Naughty List. Yeah, which like it, it makes them stand out more. Yeah, because like while there is iconic Santa looks, big yeah. jolly guy, big white beard, big red clothes, like you can still switch it up and do Claus where he's like hot. Yeah. And you could do Deadly Night, not Deadly. Naughty list, Violent Night, where oh, yeah. he's Violent, yeah. you know a Viking, yeah, and then Naughty List, where he's basically Frank Castle. <laughs> yeah, like, he can do stories where he's just a dude. Yeah, it, it doesn't look like Santa Claus, and then like is revealed to be Santa Claus later or something. Like right, that. and when like was like, oh, he was Santa all along. <laughs> and even when they tell, like you're like, holy shit, that's supposed to be Santa's origin. You're like, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it's same thing. Like, and Red Xmas was the zombie one, right? 
No, Red Xmas was, I think, um, like an alien one. I forget exactly. Mm. Santa was like a gross, like, monster guy. Uh, let me see if it was oh. aliens. Because it wasn't zombies. Um, zombies was... Um, Hold on, I'm Santa plugging up right zombies. now. Yeah, Red Xmas is just a black horror comedy where he... Oh, yeah, I guess he dies. Uh, I think it's demonic. That was from Scout, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's went nuts. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Big Jolly Santa... What crazy? Um, yeah. Again, if you're like looking, that's from Scout Comics. If that, I think that's already that's out in trade, right? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, by Alexander Felipe and uh, Clay Adams. I had an idea to where Santa Claus is a slasher style serial killer, uh, and a detective hunts him down instead of like him killing kids because they've done plenty of stories, movie wise, like A Silent Night, Deadly Night, yep. and um, Black Christmas, which isn't Santa Claus killing people, but is still a Christmas themed slasher. Yeah, like you know. Just Santa Claus is such an iconic image, and twisting that is always so much fun. And that's why I think, like, a lot of these comics that we've been talking about, they capture. Like, it's like, it's Santa, but this. Like, like Red Xmas, for example, it's like, it's Santa, but he's had enough, you know? Slayer is Santa, but he is Eddie Van Halen. Right. Like, you know... Like I like that, especially when they use the the big jolly version of him. Like it's it's mm-hmm. this, but it's this. Like the the other ones that well, it's because you recognize what he looks like, and it's a little twist, so it's crazy. Right, like, he's the, fighting uh, zombie elves. Right, the things like Noilus and Klaus, like on the list, like that was a retelling of his origin, which is cool, and they make him like a dude. Or like when Santa hops into the Power Rangers universe. Oh, okay. So I'll talk about that real quick. <laughs> um, the, there's a Santa, like Santa existence. This combines both the things we're talking about: Jolly Red Man. But also iconic. Look, that's different. Exactly. <laughs> like he goes, he gets powers of powers. He has to fight against like putties and Lord Zed on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fucking wild. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's still like the jolly green. Not jolly green. It's still the jolly red man. Yeah. But then he's also in a Power Rangers outfit. Yes. You know, it's that. Like I like those takes. Um, what else? Oh, oh, and well, it says we're on the is, top. Is it- isn't that Power Ranger Santa Claus? Isn't he available? And yes, Heroes of the Grid. Here he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> Dude, that's the one. That's my only character. <laughs> yeah, off, and it's off by Dan Moore, and you get to play a Santa Claus. <laughs> that. Oh man. Oh man. He's appeared in stuff too. Yes. So, like he was played by Robert Fliss. Uh, in he was in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Dino Charge, Super Dino Charge, Ninja Steel, Super Ninja Steel, and Beast Morphers. Yes, it was the holiday specials. That's awesome. Yeah, it's all this. That's so all funny. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I thought he was just in the comics. No, no, no. Popped up in a bunch of them. Yeah, no, really yeah, cool. he's from the show first. Um, but yeah, like that's it, it's it's that iconic look, but like shifted. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's like oh, I recognize it, and like oh, what are they doing? It looks cool, you know. And then like, and then you have like the standard look, and then this like. You have him like in the like so in the in the DC universe, for example, like Santa Claus. There's two kind of versions of Santa that exist in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Um, one is the classic uh, Santa, straight up classic old school Santa, bringing presents mm-hmm. to kids. Um, except um, he goes to uh, Apocalypse every Christmas and sneaks onto the planet to give Darkseid coal, and he's the only person to ever sneak on and off Apocalypse all the time, besides, besides Mister Miracle. <laughs> like they they make he's Santa Claus man, and they make it a point that like like when they do the Christmas specials or like they've done it in the past where Santa is the only person like and Darkseid hates Santa, <laughs> like because he's like this son of a bitch. Yeah, like, how do you get past this? <laughs> he always gets his ass in here. <laughs> like how? 
just to give me Cole. What a dick. I, I love that. That's like, that's my favorite part of him being the DC mm. Universe. Or you can go down the Lobo route in the Santa Where Claus. Lobo didn't just fuck each other up. Well, Lo- well, Santa Claus in the Lobo special is like this like corporate like <laughs> like monster and a slave owner. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh. Well, that's bad Santa. Yeah. That's Krampus in disguise. I guess. I never read it, but I'm like, oof. <laughs> um, no, he's just um, he's just like a shitty guy. Yeah. He literally goes, die, you naughty bastard, as he's punching uh, Lobo in the face. <laughs> but it's... it's, it's that's it's, the paramilitary Christmas film. Yeah, that's, what that, that's exactly where that came from. Um, and then finally in the MCU, we have Santa... Um, Who's canonically appeared? It's the same Santa in all the issues, including the Deadpool one, uh, which was the last appearance. Um, but each, but we now know that Santa is classified as an Omega level mutant, also who has the ability to wield the Infinity Gauntlet. His real name is unrevealed. Yes, because all the names <laughs> are nicknames. Yeah, they're all nicknames. Yeah, Nicholas Amira, uh, Nick Saint Christopher, Nicholas. Yeah, it's, oh, it's all the the folklore names. Yeah. Um. But it's funny to see like the MCU, the Marvel take on on Santa, and I kind of wish that they, that's what they do for the next holiday special, mm-hmm. and have like uh, like Omega level really, Santa versus like. I really wanted like... Santa to show up. I really wanted it to be Mark Hamill, because when Mark Hamill was cast, I was like, "Oh, he's playing Santa Claus as the Marvel character. That's awesome." And then he's just some guy, and I was like, "Ah." Yeah, that was weird. So I really wish that they. Like, Damn. I w- like that would be cool. Like he showed like that's like to t- yeah. and to tie it back to that holiday special. Be like, no, Santa exists, and that's really Santa. He was just all nowhere. I mean, if they drinking. do a se- if they yeah exactly if they do a sequel one, they could have him show up again, and that'd be cool. Yeah, and make him like this. If, if they do a holiday special every year, because so one of the rumors is that Power Pack is getting a TV show. Ugh, make so that special. why not do a Power Pack Christmas, but only make it yeah make it into a special presentation. Yeah, but then you could do a follow up where it's the Power Pack and Santa save Christmas. Yeah, because it's kids. Why not? Yeah, that'd be cool. Man, man, I just, I just love that he's a mutant. Yeah, he's <laughs> an Omega level mutant. Omega level, yeah. He shows up in um, who did this one? Oh, that's Deadpool. That's why. Yeah, when he's like, yeah. he's like his junk's he's all like out. Emaciated. Yeah, and his junk's out. I was like, the art looks too good for it to be. Oh no, it's Deadpool. <laughs> like, oh wait, that, that's what it <laughs> was. Sense. My bras. I was like, oh yeah. You know, it was after it was Tinsel's swindle. Yeah, it's when he lost yeah, his mind. Last time he's canonically appeared. Yeah, but that is that really Santa though? Right, like you know, or is that Deadpool's version of Santa. Yeah, or it's a Deadpool story about Santa. Like it could be anything. Yeah. You know, yeah, Deadpool's uh, iteration. Like, mm, maybe. <laughs> but they did give him a big sledgehammer, and that plays into actually Deadly Night. Yes. Uh, he was a Viking, and his hammer was called Skull Crusher. <laughs> and he would, uh, dude, that movie is violent. Oh, of course. It is so violent. There's a scene, I'm not going to spoil it, but John Leguizamo, yikes. It's such a cool idea, and it goes back to what we've been talking about this entire time. For... Make Santa badass and keep Santa badass. Right, yeah. Make my Santa badass. I'm sorry. Like, I'm a grown man, and my Santa needs to fucking start swinging axes and killing people. Like... Yeah, he needs to be dope as hell. <laughs> yeah, like, how it works. It's just too funny. Mm-hmm. It, it, some fun Santa. That's what it is. It's fun. It's doofy. It's like... You know, when done right, it's great. Mm-hmm. 
know what I mean? Like, you know, he was in the Howard Duck special. He was in, like, the She-Hulk special. You know. Yeah, Santa pops up over the years. He was in S.H.I.E.L.D. He was in X-Men. He was in, like you said, Howard. He did Spider-Man. He was in Blade. Um, Captain Marvel. My favorite. He pops up. One of the ones is um, other sources believe that origin of Santa Claus was simply inspired by Odin. Which makes sense. That's a cool little Easter egg. Yeah. And that could easily be played into like a Thor annual or a Thor special where um, maybe Odin was in a village and people mistook him for Santa Claus. And then that ties into some lore and then they meet each other and they're like, oh, we keep mixing each other's names up. Or (laughs) you you can do a double trouble with Odin and Santa Claus where they switch places. Oh my God. (laughs) That could be fun. Like like a a quick five page, like little – anniversary for like a christmas special you know what i mean nothing like serious did you uh do you ever read the the issue when he uh has the infinity gauntlet and the illuminati with the illuminati going against him come and take it you little girls girls. (laughs) (laughs) you might go get fucked what what issue is this i don't know and i don't own it and it's marvel holiday spectacular number one Mm. 2009 well that means i have to go buy it now yeah, that's the Santa Claus with the friggin' gauntlet. Which is my, which is after best finding out his reindeer were scrolls, Santa asked to borrow the Infinity Gauntlet from the Illuminati so that he could take his annual, to- so he could make the annual toy delivery in time. But the Infinity Gauntlet made him go mad with power, and he defeated the Illuminati. Let's go, baby. That's my Santa. <laughs> and Iron Man had to um, loan him his robotic reindeers to get the Infinity Gauntlet back. <laughs> yes, <laughs> make that next year special. Yeah, man. Yeah, that would be crazy if if <laughs> we get the Illuminati from um, Multiverse of Madness <laughs> right before they die, obviously, and it's like <laughs> they're just fighting Santa Claus <laughs> for like thirty minutes. It's just a fight scene. It's like they get an ass beat by he's Santa. The Infinity Gauntlet. When he's punching Tom Cruise, Iron Man in the face. Like, like... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy because I would love to see Santa Claus just bust ass. <laughs> That's what. That's you another know another reason why I was excited for Mark Hamill, but you know I know we were wrong, led astray. I know, but I'm hoping they make like a Klaus an animated movie. It's so prime for it; it's not even funny. I know, I know. Like I'm so surprised. Like when so originally when the Netflix um, when Netflix announced they were doing a Claus movie and it was spelled the same way, I was like, no way. I saw I thought the same fucking and thing. Then I, and then like I saw that like Grant Morrison wasn't talking about it, and I was like. Hmm. I'm like, maybe it's just Grant Morrison. So I checked Dan Mora. He's also not talking about it. And I'm like, that's lame. And then a week later, I see Dan Mora make a tweet. And he's like, the Netflix movie is not our comic book. But I, but it still looks great. Like, no. And then he posted the trailer. And I was like, oh, oh. it's still a great movie. I love that movie. It's still. got uh, J.K. Simmons as Santa Claus. It's a good choice. <laughs> it's great. He's oh, so good. Uh, no, because all I think but of like, is like buff, like buff Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> Yeah, dude, with his wolf in tow. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I would love to see, like, an animated... It could even be, like, an Invincible-style TV show. to Because the first um, clause could easily be a movie or a TV show. But then you want to have, like, the Claus holiday specials every year that uh, that adapt the stories that take place in uh, the other issues. Yeah. You could do, like, either a Claus movie and then have 30-minute specials that come out every year or do a TV show... Stretch it across like ten episodes, delve in a little bit deeper with some lore, and then do the like for the next four years do 
you know, another special unless they do another series. Of course. Because that would be cool to get friggin' like six years of constant Claws content that's not comic book related. It's true. You know, like, the world is so cool. It is. It really is cool. You only get and there's so many it. time jumps. It know, is. Like the, we get the origin story, which is Klaus, and that's barely the origin story. Yeah. And then we get the life and times of Joe Christmas or whatever, and that kind of has some elements to it. But it, all the stories we get are him becoming closer and closer to Santa Claus. Every new story that comes out, he looks more and more like the jolly man. Yeah. He's not fat. Exactly. And like there's re- and it's further in the timeline. Some of them take place after other ones. Some of them take place like in modern day. Yeah. That's the last time. And I'm like, oh. That's the last <laughs> time of Joe Claus. And the same thing with the mm-hmm. Crescent on Christmasville. It takes place in the 80s. Yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah, I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about about Santa before we wrap this episode up? Um, What is your favorite holiday special? Rudolph. Next easy question. Rudolph of the Nose and Brain is the best. If anyone wants to argue, they can fight me. Like, it's the best. It's a good one, it's man. The it's, best, a good one. it's the best holiday movie, hands down. It has the best <laughs> lines. Like, oh, dude. I was watching the other night. I was watching it on, I was watching it on Sunday. You're watching it with the brain. Hell yeah. I fucking love that movie. Fucking love that movie. It's the best yeah. holiday movie. I mean, I'm pretty privy, pri- pretty privy to anything Christmas Carol related. Oh, like, well, that's because they've adapted it in so many. Like when I was a kid, you know, they would come on TV, and my mom was a fan of like old cartoons. Yeah. So like, I saw um, the Mickey Mouse one. I saw Bah Humduck. I saw um, the Muppets one. <sighs> And I saw um, the Jim Carrey one. So even though that wasn't really animated in the way of, like, the old cartoons, it was still, like, animated. Yeah, of course. So I've seen The Christmas Carol adapted so many times. And I love Baham Duck. And I love Scrooge and all this. I'm a big Scrooge fan. <laughs> okay. I love me my Ebenezer Christmas Carols. <laughs> dude, it's so funny because I'm like, I, like, it's, oh, dude, like, th- this time of year has, like, like, some of the best holiday movies. And, like, I don't know what it is. Whether it's just the times we live in or like whatever, like they can't make these movies ever. Like you, they could have made this movie now. You know what I mean? Oh no! Like I mean, they they try to make. Oh my god, dude! So I saw a trailer <laughs> for a, for a Santa Claus movie that is the Terminator, but it's Santa Claus. What? Oh yeah, dude! It's crazy. Hold on. Oh my god, what's it called? <laughs> I sent it to the boys. Hold on. <laughs> I, got to, I gotta send you this trailer. Text. Okay, here it is. Okay. It's called Christmas Bloody Christmas. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, let me send you this trailer. It is send me the trailer. wild. It, it, it looks like just dumb, and I'm only going to watch it because it's a slasher movie. Okay. Like, damn, dude. <laughs> you got to watch this before the um, podcast is over. Oh, yeah. Even though I'm it's going to be terrible that you're going to sit there and watch a two-minute trailer. Yeah, well, it's fine. I'm sit- I have it on. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm watching it oh, now. Dude, it's so good. Fill, yeah, live react to it. Fill, <laughs> yeah, no, fill my gap of time. Come on. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's by Shutter. Okay. Yeah, it's by uh, Shutter and uh, Blumhouse, I think. Yeah. Hold on. Shutter's films always look like they're like set in like a shitty small town that has one strip club and one bar. Well, it's it's, it's because Shutter picks up um, movies made by like me and you. And don't get me wrong, they make like really huge movies, like they make um, like the Creep Show stuff, which is yeah. mostly just Mystery Science Theater. But they also make like Mayhem and Mandy and Satanic Panic. 
but then they also put stuff out like, you know, Blood and Honey and Detectives and music slaps. You know, Jacob's the, wife. The music slaps. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. It gets. If you think the trailer just started getting crazy, just wait. Oh, you just body that dude. <laughs> <laughs> he bodies a lot of people. It's body city in there. But like, is he a robot? <laughs> Oh, like really? Yeah, he's a robot. <laughs> he's a robot. He's a robot. They made like a Santa robot that's supposed to like protect your um, like a house. Yeah, like through the holidays. But then it malfunctions and starts murdering people. It's because of course it does. Yeah, it just keeps breeding the idea that technology will one day kill us. We know that, but mm-hmm. it's it's hilarious. Yeah, I was I was sitting in the theater for um. Violent Night, and I was like, another Santa Claus movie? Dude. I thought it was an ad. I thought it was an ad, like a joke. For the movie. For Yo, like, yeah, just he's got, like, like wait green... And then he's like a ter- he's got, like, Dude. laser scope eyes. He's a Terminator! <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, that movie's coming out. But it's coming out, like, next year, like, in the summer. It's coming out in, like, February. That's fucking Where it's like, crazy. oh, it's way past Christmas. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That's a fun way to end the episode. Yeah, man. <laughs> the live response of me going, this movie makes no fucking sense. <laughs> oh, dude, it's great, though. Like I said, just imagine, like, sitting through one Santa movie where he kills people and then seeing a trailer for another one, and I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, it's got to go down. Very cool. I'm like, I guess Santa's uh, fucking IP is up again. I, it's owned by Coca-Cola, so it's never going away. <laughs> oh, we got to do a Santa story now. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. All right. So, guys, thanks for listening. You can head over to our website. Andrew's ah! What? Oh, oops, thank oops, you. Oops. Oh, thank God. Thank you. I have missed another one. Oh, thank God I would have forgotten them. <laughs> yeah, we we missed them in one of our John episodes, but that's because it's a John episode. I know. So, guys. This week's got a big dude. You didn't pick Ranger, uh, Radiant Pink for your uh, story. No, because I picked Gargoyles. <laughs> I know. Greg Wiseman knows what's up, but like. I was scrolling through my, the picks, and I was like, James didn't pick this. James didn't pick this. What came out? I'm like, Gargoyles. Like, okay. That's why. Uh, Keith David. <laughs> like, that's why. Um, so we have Dark Web that came out this week. Uh, this this just the one. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. It's a Madeline Pryor, Ben Riley story. It's literally two of my favorite characters in one book. Yeah, but like, Chasm. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, I just hate that. He, like, Chasm, why? why? What, what does that have to do with spiders? Nothing's fine. Like it's, Scarlet Spider. It's about the like, emptiness. Yeah, okay. It's about the emptiness inside his heart from not being a human the boy. The emptiness in my soul. Yeah, he's the big. <laughs> Just make Ben Riley Ghost Rider. Well, he's emo like, now. That's the next step. Well, he's emo. That's what this is. I'm okay with that. Chasm's supposed to be the representative. Emo. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> um, but Dark Web came out. It is the one shot leading into the event. Uh, it's the alpha. Oh, it's the alpha. It's the alpha. Mm. Um, the because the event is like Spider Man, Venom, Gold Goblin. X Men, all these like tie in books. That's why. Um, but yeah, there's an, um, a Ma- another Mary Jane Black Cat book. Yeah, this happens to be the um, uh, which well, this just happens to be like the setup for it. It's really cool. It explains what why Chasm, uh, the Goblin Queen, and Venom have teamed up. Um, it's which re- Venom is it? Eddie. Really? Yeah. I thought it'd be Dylan because Dylan would be like swayed into it because he's a child. No, he's Codex now. Oh, he has a name. He has a new name. Yeah, he's Codex now. 
How is the Venom book doing? Is it still split up in the two yes, stories, or do they? Converge? It's still split up. It's still split up. Ugh. I know. I, yeah. I don't like it either. Um, I don't you, like that you format. Lose too much of the, you lose too much of the story, especially when it's month to month. Like you're, 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 or when it's, or when you're trade reading and you're just like, wait, what's going on? Why is this here? Yeah. Well, all they split like, up. This is clear. out of order. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's really cool. It's a great setup for the event. It does explain like how the X Men are tied into it, how Venom is tied to it, how everyone kind of gets together for this event. Um, it explains all. It explains most of Madeline's motives in it. Um, it's really cool. If you read Spider Man, you definitely need to get it anyway. It's going to be part of the title. If you've been mm-hmm. reading uh, Amazing Spider Man or Venom or X Men, um, mm-hmm. or actually, really, if you've been reading New Mutants, this is actually you should be reading this book uh, over X Men. Oh, it's more of a New Mutants because the, the Madeline story spins right out of New Mutants. I thought it was a Hellions she was in. Well, she was in Hellions first, and then she was in New Mutants after they resurrect her. Uh... Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, she was brought back in Hellions, they resurrect her, and then in the New Mutants, Magic has been training her to be the new Queen of Limbo so she doesn't have to do it anymore. That's such a bad idea. And that's exactly what happens when Magic goes... <laughs> like, why the hell would you do that? such a bad idea. <laughs> like, in the in Dark Web, Madeline... Like, Madeline, Madeline is, like, a bad guy. Like, so, and you're like, ah, she's good. Like, and she's like, oh, she'll be she'll fine. Be fine. <laughs> and Magic's like... So Magic in the Dark Web is like, oh, oh Maddie, what'd you do? <laughs> she's like, oh, she should be like, man, I'm an idiot. Oh, I fucked this up. I understand, up. like, Krakow is all about, like, second chances, but some characters are just... Irredeemable. Not those guys. Yeah. Like, Sinister, he is playing the uh, long game. Well, we're seeing all the... Nope. It, we're seeing it pop off it, now. Today. This week's. Oh. Oh, yeah? Yeah. When is um Sins of Sinister coming out next two, month? Uh, two months. Yeah, February. Okay, yeah, so they are gearing up. Yeah. Uh, one more issue, and then they're like, boom. Yep, Exactly. Uh, we have Gargoyles from Dynamite, from Dynamite Comics, written by Greg Weissman. It is a direct continuation of the series. Um, but what's really cool about this issue one is that you do not have you did not have to read the series at or watch the series at all. It's a very clean opening. Um, if they're just like their gargoyles came to life, they literally explain <laughs> everything about them because it is after like um because like Goliath is dating. They're a, all named after streets. Well, Goliath is dating. Uh, Goliath is dating Alyssa at this point, mm-hmm. and they go, "All right, this is all kind of what happened." Like they came here and blah blah. They explain like each character real quick. Um, I'm about to out myself. I've only seen a handful of episodes. Why is she trying to bang Gargoyle Man? Because he's a good looking giant man. I don't know. Was he a people first, or was he a monster first? No, they were always. They're, they're, no, they were always monsters. Yikes! Happens. I don't know. Why is she? Why is she banging monsters? I don't know. It <laughs> happens. I mean, hey, if a smooth rocket big demon man walked up sounding like Keith David, I don't know what would happen. Exactly. So I get it. <laughs> what if you're a fan of the Disney Plus TV show or the old TV show from back in the day? Disney hey, Plus TV show. I, I meant to say just the old school show, but I if you only know it from Disney Plus because it's on Disney Plus. I hope uh, that they do another season. People have been like begging this is for it. When it this came it. to Disney Plus, no, I mean like an actual like. No, this is actually because Greg Weissman wrote, wrote the show. This is actually what he had planned really? for the follow. Yes, this is his the, the what he had planned he for the series. Yes, That's he was creator of the show. No, he was creator yeah, of the show. I just, yeah, like I said, I just thought he was brought on. Nah, he's like, creator. Yeah. He uh Okay, so so this is like we tried yeah. to pitch it, they didn't pick it up, so Dynamite said yes. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised that Marvel didn't put it out. I'm glad they didn't though. 
Why? They did Ultraman very well. Yeah, but it'd been like a licensed. And it's property. not like it's gonna be. It's not like it's gonna be t- except for this new Ultraman story that's coming out. It's not like it's gonna be tied to anything. No, no. It's just like it, I think it's like how de- it's like how they do Alien. Just put it out. Yeah, but I think they probably would want more oversight than they already get with this. At least with this, they don't have to. They can just do their own story. I mean, I wonder how that works. I guess since Disney hasn't used it in so long, it went back to Wiseman. I guess so. I... Or are they working out a deal? It might be a I licensing guess, thing. Because I forgot that Disney is like up its own ass now with other licenses. I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Something I'll look into. Yeah. Um, we also have All Against All from Image Comics. All Against All is a it's the it's the movie The Arrival, but instead of the aliens, oh not Arrival, I fucking I thought Arrival when I read because it, it had a what's the one what's the horror the alien horror movie within the jungle and like the like this weird like shimmer thing changes like everything. What <laughs> Predator? No, Natalie Portman. She was in the movie. Oh, Annihilation. Annihilation, yeah. yeah. It's it's Annihilation. It's oh, okay. It's Annihilation, but like told further down with more alien species and how it affects directly how it affects humanity. Mm, the way that like because I I only know uh, the artist Caspar Wingard from Homesick Pilots and just following him on Instagram and Twitter, and the way he does art, I thought it was like a monster battle royale thing. You know, it's where it, they're all just fucking each other up. Yeah, well, it's, so I'm, it's, cool. I'm glad that it's not what I thought it was. Yeah, to pick it up, I'd be like, what? It's like aliens came down to Earth a long time ago, and like this whole thing happened and kind of changed the biosphere of the world. So now, like, it's like, like the last humans fighting against some of the last aliens and the how and like, these new mutated animals type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's like a battle royale meets uh, ascension. I mean, it does say Disney on the top of gargoyles. Well, so. yeah, because they own it. They own the license of that. I'm just trying to see like why how they got to it. Oh. Um, there's also, uh, Thanos Death Notes, uh, which ties directly into the Thor book. So if you've been reading Thor, it goes back well, to... some of it ties directly into it. No, it's, it's a... Stories, right? Yes, but they all tie into each other. Oh, they're all... Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like full circle. Yeah. All like it leads... Okay. Yeah, it leads up to issue 26 mm-hmm. that came out this week. Yeah, the synopsis was not very helpful. It was like, it's Thanos stories, and then it's written by various, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's that. Okay. Plus, I'm glad it leads somewhere. That's good. Yeah, at least into issue 26 of the Thor book, and it ties back to oh, the Black Winter story. So. Oh, that's awesome. I like the Black Winter. That was good. But it works, you know what I mean? Everybody was hyped for Black Winter, so it makes sense, because that's when they introduced uh, Thanos with, like, the Nega Infinity Gauntlet. Yes, Jane. exactly. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, by the way, the gar the gargoyles book is an ongoing. Yes, bro, that's nuts. I hope it gets more than ten issues. Uh, well, it's that's it's dynamite. Crazy. It's the only other ongoing they have besides Vampirella and Retonia. Um, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. I'm thinking about it. They just launched Catman, but I don't know if that's a yeah, it's true. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Anything and else think, that's out? Nope, that is it for our books this week. Um, it's a oh Miles Morales Spider Man came out this week too. Oh yeah, is it? So I didn't even know the other one ended. Yeah, clean. How did the uh, sal- how did the salad in one end? I don't remember. I didn't read it. Um, in this new book, does he still have his girlfriend? The yes, granddaughter? Tiana. Yeah. Okay, so it's still a continuation. Yeah, of course it is. It's written by Cody Ziegler, the guy who did some She Hulk, and he did um the Spider Punk story and Bio with his fate. So yeah, 
Yeah. By Odin Spade. So I'm glad that he's it's able a clean to start. It's a, it's it, he has his old suit back. Way. You know, so it's fine. Well, it's a very clean like, start if you've never read Miles before. Like he's like not erasing. He's not erasing anything. Uh, that's it for the episode. Then I guess. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. You can head over to the website, AndroidsComics.com. Check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram, Andrews underscore comics. The podcast Instagram, Andrews Amazing Podcast, and Twitter, Andrews Amazing uh, Andrews Amazing for update news. Don't forget to uh, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. And as always, support your local comic shop and have a nice day, guys. We'll see you next week with some more holiday stuff. I guess. <laughs>